Welcome to Real Shit with Rachel. I am your host, Rachel Nunez, and you are tuning in to episode two of my podcast. Um, all right, sorry that intro was so obnoxious, but I don't know. I'm just feeling very happy, and I've been having a lot of energy these days, and I feel very positive and upbeat, and I'm really about it right now. So I really hope that comes through today. Um, anyway, so I just wanted to say thank you to the responses that I got for that first episode because you guys, I have to say I was super vulnerable, very, very vulnerable. And I was nervous to release that. Uh, I, part of me almost didn't cause I was like, oh man, what are people going to think? And then I was like, eh, okay. Like, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen? People are like, I don't like it. They shut it off. Okay, fine. Um, so it meant a lot because I got responses from people that like from my hometown, like I haven't even talked to in so long that reached out to me about it. And that meant the world to me. I was super emotional. And to have that kind of support when you're really putting yourself out there and you're being vulnerable um, means means the world. So thank you. Um, so based off of my suggestions, um, from some people who are curious about Madrid and Europe and Spain and whatever, um, uh, this episode is going to be about Spain and kind of about my culture shock when I got here in some, uh, some, some situations, some things that had happened to me, um, you know, where I, I went through this process of culture shock because wow, is it totally different, you know, living in America and then coming here kind of like a big slap in the face and it's not for everyone and I have to admit maybe my first year I doubted my decision um but then I was like now I just I just really don't care so first first thing um so uh the work environment I guess in Spain um so before I started my job as a teacher my boss literally did not contact me until like I don't know, the night, the day before or two days before, like, okay, this is what time you have to be here tomorrow, this, this, and this, because, you know, there are other um, foreigners or native speakers of English who were also working in the school, and I kind of went into it blindly, like, okay, I've never been a teacher before, like, I guess I'm going to have to wing it, and generally, I'm pretty good at winging things, so I wasn't too nervous, but then I was like, okay, when the day came around, I was like, oh, shit. I'm a teacher um, to a bunch of Spanish kids. I don't speak Spanish. Okay, but this was at the time. Now I do. Um, and that's that's a whole other thing. Um, so I didn't speak Spanish before I moved to Madrid. I learned what I learned in school, which was like very basic things. Obviously, I knew like, hola, gracias, like... Okay, that's another thing. I'm going to talk about the difference in accent. <laughs> so I knew very basic things. And I was pretty ignorant before I moved here. My father was born in El Salvador, which is... Uh, so he's Latin American. It's in Central America. And uh, he didn't speak to me in Spanish when I grew up. So go figure. I had to learn a whole other language on my own. Fun. <laughs> um, I am still learning and I continue learning every single day, by the way. And I, I, 
I love, I love Spanish so much. Um, you kind of get like, you have like another soul when you have another language, I like to say. It sounds cheesy, but it's absolutely true. And I, I can say because uh, I've, I've, uh, I, I have like, I feel like I have two different personalities. I have like my English and then my Spanish. And uh, it's so weird being bilingual. So, you know, I, I, so I went into my job, right? Like, okay, I, my Spanish is terrible, okay? Um, and uh, I thought I was going to be working with older kids. And then they were like, no, you're going to be working with preschool. And I was like, the fuck? Because before, so here's a little secret. Before I moved to Spain, I could not stand kids. I was like, I'm never having kids. Like little kids, you know, like I'm never having kids. Can't do it. Not doing it. No. Um, so getting, I don't know. I, I think it's like my energy and I'm always smiling or something. So they wanted me to work with preschool. And, and then, you know, once I started working with preschool a bit, I was like, wait, I actually prefer this, which is weird because coming from the States and like hating that age um, and then coming here and being like, oh my God, they're so cute. But it's because here, okay, so in the schools here, kids um, can totally, like they are allowed to like hug you, uh, kiss you on the cheek, tell you they love you. It's to affection in Spain is like uh, one of the most important things. <laughs> um, and me, I used to not be an affectionate person. And I think that's still, I am with certain people and some people I'm like, oh, don't touch me. <laughs> but, but I've become very, very affectionate. Um, so I was like, oh my God, they're cute, you know? Because I kind of felt like before I moved here, I had kind of this cold, like bitterness in my heart um, because of things I had went through. And so they kind of like took those walls down and I needed that. I needed that love from them. So, you know, and, and they, they don't, you know, they're, they're learning their own language, you know, they're in preschool and I'm here trying to teach them like the sounds of the alphabet in English and basic words in English. So I was like, this is freaking impossible, you know? So I learned a lot of Spanish actually from them them speaking to me, I learned basic words, um, you know, expressions, whatever. Um, so I learned a lot from them. But what I was going to say is about my, you know, going, I went in like blindly, you know, and the thing about like the work environment in Spain, at least in my school, and I find that this is a very common thing after speaking with other teachers, that the organization in Spain, everything's kind of just like, eh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> like I, I call it. <laughs> okay. So I have a nickname for Spain. It's called zero, zero fucks Spain. Like, because <laughs> nobody cares. Like, that's what it seems like. You know, everyone's just like, eh, it's fine. We'll figure it out. Everything is last minute. I swear to God. Like I could be like walking to a class and get a message from my boss. Like, Oh no, we're doing this today. Oh no. Take your class here. And in, in the States, that is not a thing, right? Like the organization, the level of organization in America is through the roof. Okay. Everything is, is orderly. Everything, meetings, everything. You have to be on time. 
everything has to be perfect. And here it's kind of just like, eh, you know, like your boss shows up 15 late, 15 minutes late to the meeting. It's fine. <laughs> so I, you know, I kind of went through that, you know, I was, I was used to working because I worked in a law firm before I moved to Spain and I was used to working in a, an environment where I had to be on time all the time. Yeah, anyway, any job, even being a server, you know, like in, in a restaurant, you have to be on time. Even one minute late, you're just like, you're going to get in trouble. Here it's just like, oh, I'm sorry. They're like, I, I had an issue this morning. Oh, it's fine. Everything was just like, eh, it's fine. We'll figure it out. Um, so yeah, I guess that's, that's one thing for me that was shocking. Um, okay. Another thing. Uh, I'm trying to think of stereotypes. Okay. Everyone says or asks me, they're like, is it true that, um, all the stores shut down for lunchtime? Okay. So yes and no. Yes and no. Yes for cities that are not Madrid. Um, and I, I will get into this further. So um, for example, okay, my lunchtime in the school, like lunch is like two hours long. It's ridiculous. In the States, you have like 30 minutes. And at lunchtime, it's just like all about socializing. Because these Spanish, they fucking love to socialize. They love to talk, 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 talk. And um, eat and, and laugh. And I mean, if you are a social person, you would love Spain. And that's why I do, I think, because I am a very, very social person before I even moved here. Granted, I love my alone time and I love being alone. I'm like, you know, there are times where I'm like, wow, I need to like debrief and just like relax. Um, especially after hanging out with my Spanish friends. I'm like, all right, I need to breathe. Um, but no. So, so at lunch, yeah, it's just like everyone is like talking, whatever. And if you go out at lunch, there are like outside seating, which we call terrazas, terrazas, <laughs> terrazas, like I, someone that speaks Spanish is going to listen to this and just laugh at me. Anyways, so like outside seating, you know, tables outside at a restaurant and it's super, super common to see Spanish people, I swear to God, on their lunch break, drinking a beer, like chilling, hey, you know, how's the day going? drinking a beer, it's normal. It doesn't mean that they're getting drunk, okay? And this is another thing I I'm going to address. It doesn't mean that they're getting drunk. It's just a social thing. Having a beverage, having a beer, wine, whatever, is, is normal. It's not like it's a weird thing here. Um, so, but for me, when I first moved here, I was like, what the fuck? What is going on? I'm like, people are on their lunch break, like drinking beer. I'm not talking about in the school, but like if I were to leave school grounds and go somewhere to eat for lunch, it's totally normal that I see people like in their, you know, in their, in their work clothes, um, having a beer and talking. Okay. So, you know, lunch is like two hours or whatever. Okay. So in Madrid, because it's such a big city and because it's the capital of Spain, um, not every store really like closes for lunch, but generally from, yeah, from two to four, they close. Um, uh, but it's, it's not everywhere though, because, because Madrid has more of that, like, 
capitalist mentality. Um, kind of, I, I would compare Madrid and I, ha I don't know, I haven't been in New York. <laughs> it's terrible. I've been to 14 countries in Europe and I haven't been in New York. It's in my own country. It's so bad. But so, and, uh, it, I would compare Madrid basically to New York. Okay. It's kind of this capitalist money mentality. Okay. Um, so not all the stores are, are closed during lunchtime. But um, a lot of them are, and um, if you if if you live close to your job, it's common to go home and have lunch. Um, my roommate did it my first year living. Sorry, my second year living here. Um, yeah, it's normal. It's normal. But if you go to like the south of Spain, okay, which is a region called Andalusia, Andalusia, as Americans would say, Andalusia. <laughs> um, so if you go there, um, generally like Granada, for example, Sunday, everything's fucking closed. People are just like, nope, I'm not working, not doing it today. <laughs> it's not happening. I swear. Um, this is real. And like, yeah, you literally just like, it's dead. You're like, where are the people at? Um, so yeah, it's totally another, uh, I went to the Canary Islands over summer. Oh, that's another thing. In August, I swear on my life, nobody is working. Like, everyone's just in the south of Spain or in the north or wherever, like, enjoying their vacation. And here in Spain, uh, I want to say in the summertime, it's, no, like, mandatory for you to get, like, two, three weeks of vacation, okay? And some companies will give them, like, a month off. Just depending on your job, obviously as a teacher, I have a lot of time off all the, the entire summer. Um, so just that, that, that whole, I think the, the relaxation and the, 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 I, okay, I, I, you know, I need to disconnect from, from work. I need to disconnect and, um, I need to enjoy, um, company and those around me. That is highly valued in Spain. And when I saw that, I was like, damn, like I, I could do this. This is great because I went, I went from living in America where I was just freaking stressed out all the time. Like in my lunch break, I was like shoving food in my mouth, trying to finish my food in like 20 minutes, you know? And at first I was like, eh, this lunch break is too long. But now I'm like, this is great. Um, so it's, it's just, it's, it's a very, a very important thing, right? To have that company, that good company around you. Um, friendship, loyalty, loyalty. Oh, loyalty. Can I talk about loyalty? Holy shit. Okay. In America, I would have friends that, you know, for my birthday, okay, not for everyone, okay, birthdays are not a big deal for everyone, okay, but maybe I'm a little extra, and I'm like, it's my birthday, so we're gonna celebrate it, but <laughs> I think I will, like, care less the older I get, but, like, you know, in America, when people, it would so common for people to be like, okay, I'm gonna go to your birthday, yeah, yeah, I'll be there, I'll be there to celebrate, whatever, and then not show up, right? Like 10 people say they're coming and freaking three people show up. Here, I swear to God, my new friends, friends for like six months, 
invited them to my birthday. All of them showed up to my house. All of them. And granted, we're like a huge group. Um, and uh, I remember just having this moment where I got super emotional. Like, shit, man. These people are like showing me so much love. And they've only known me for like six months. It was it was truly remarkable. Um, and so that's where the loyalty aspect comes, comes into play in Spain. Like my friends will do anything for me. And I never felt like that in America. Um, granted, I do have like my, my few, very, very few close friends from the States that I still keep in contact with. But here the loyalty is through the roof. Like they just love on me. Like, I'm going to get emotional again. They just love on me. I freaking love them so much. Um, and I wish that they could understand this podcast because <laughs> a lot of them just don't even speak English. Um, and uh, I know one of them even tried to understand this. And she's like, I don't know. No entiendo. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, but they're, they're, they're just amazing humans. So loyalty. Um Okay, another thing about Spain, uh, taking naps in the afternoon, lunchtime. Um, okay, that is, um, can be true, depending on your job, right, where you work. Um, because sometimes people have to commute for work and they can't go home to take a nap or whatever. Okay, this year, um, I have a different schedule with work, but I'm not going to lie, like, even last year in my old job, when I had my two-hour lunch break, I would put my go in my classroom and put my head on my desk and sleep for like an hour. Okay, in the States, I never took a nap. I literally, like, it's a part of my routine now. I'm like, gotta take my nap. But you know what? Like, I don't want to say it's true for everyone, but uh, definitely rest is another thing that's highly valued. <laughs> In Spain. Uh, okay, nights out. Nights out. Nights out. Oh, wow. Nightlife, nightlife España. Um, so here they... Well, let's start with dinner. Uh, they eat dinner during the week. Uh, common to have dinner at 10 p.m., 9 p.m., 10... More, more like 10 p.m. is common to have dinner. Okay, coming from America where I ate dinner at 5, 6 p.m., and I came here, and, you know, I started, at first I was eating at the normal dinner time, right? And then my my routine started to change, because then I would go to work. Our breakfast was 11, late breakfast. In America, you're having breakfast at, like, 8 a.m., right? So I'm like, oh, it's 11, you know? And then, um, and then lunch at 2, Okay, for, why the fuck, okay, why were we eating breakfast at 11.30 or 11, and then two or three and a half hours later eating again? <laughs> like, tell me why. But, like, you get sucked in. So, I, um, so yeah, so I had, I had lunch at, like, two, right? And because you're eating lunch so late, and you, you go through your afternoon, you continue working, you know, and you come home. And you're not really hungry still. You get home, it's like six, you're not, 
maybe you have a snack, okay? So you have breakfast, you have um, your, your lunch, you have your snack, merienda, you have a merienda, and then you have dinner. So then I would have dinner at like, um, you know, at like 10. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, what's happening? Like, I'm becoming, uh, who am I? I'm becoming Spanish. <laughs> like, and I do it now. Like, I, I honestly, so right now it's 10.37 p.m. And I had dinner at 10, normal. So dinner time late. Weekends, there have been times, I swear to God, like before, before I go out, I've had dinner at 11.30 p.m. 11.30 p.m. Tell me why or how. I don't know. Then, you know, we start drinking at 12, 12 a.m. Okay, I am a San Diego girl, okay? I came from San Diego where we start drinking, day drinking at 11 o'clock in the morning. I came here and my shit just hit the fan, okay? I was drinking in San Diego at 11 a.m. Oh, Sunday brunch, Saturday brunch. Okay, that's the other thing, is they still have brunch here in Spain, <laughs> but they have a different concept and a different idea of when brunch starts. So, um, anyway, so we start drinking, you know, my friends start rolling into my house at 12 a.m. We start having drinks, uh, gin and tonic, common, um, rum and coke, common. I'm a rum and coke zero kind of gal. Uh, and that's what I have since I moved here. Oh, man. A gin and tonic, too. Like, what the fuck? Like, no one no one in California even drinks that shit. Or, or, you know, I don't know. But I love it now. You know, night's going, 12 a.m. We start drinking just aggressively. But, like, we drink, okay, we drink, like, slow, right? Like, we're talking, we're having drinks in between. And then, um, next thing you know... Uh, it's, it's 2, 2 a.m. in the morning and, uh, you're, okay, it's time to go to the club. Never, ever was I a club person when I lived in the States and all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, let's go dance, you know? And I love music. So suddenly I'm like, get thrown into this freaking lifestyle. At first it wasn't the case, you know? I had a couple of late nights, but my second year living here because I made my Spanish friends... I have totally just taken on their lifestyle and I'm like, this is my life now. It's normal. And like, but like other people, if I tell people this from the States, I mean, you guys are probably like, what the fuck? So because the clubs or, you know, bars in the States are closing at 2 a.m. It's done. The night's done. Okay. In Spain, the night, you, you are not done until six in the morning. There have been times where I've walked in my uh, last weekend, shit, I walked in my house at 7 in the morning, okay, this is normal, and no, I'm not taking drugs, that's just, I don't know, I freaking, <laughs> everyone's thinking like, oh, she's definitely like doing coke or something, no, this is solely like just, uh, you know, I prep, I take a little nap, I have a big dinner, um, and my, 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 the energy from my friends, it just, I just, I take their energy, and it just, it, it, uh, it gives me life, really. I have so, I mean, I freaking just laugh with them and laugh and laugh and have the best time. And although my hangovers the next day suck, I'm like, it's fine. I had the best night ever. So 
you know, okay, so nights out, yeah, huge, huge thing, you know, you're, you're getting home on the weekend at 7 a.m., sometimes 8 a.m., uh, depending on the situation, normal, um, <laughs> so I'm just laughing, like, thinking about just how different I am now in general, like, I don't know who I am, and I'm like, I'm, I'm basically Española, like, basically, so, Okay, I have, I actually have a, <laughs> I have an article here. It says, uh, let's see, let's see. Um, doo -doo -doo. No, why can't I find it? This is just me um, winging it, like always. All right, so, um, okay, so it's about stereotypes of uh, Spaniards. And um, I found this article to be hilarious, okay? So uh, this article is from Germans, um, Norwegians, Americans, and Brits who are talking about what makes Spanish people unique. <laughs> um, it's an article from El País, um, which translates to English, the country. Uh, anyway, so this says... Uh, this is an article, by the way, I need to, I need to reference, uh, Sara Navas, um, who wrote this article. This is from February 7th, 2019. Okay, so uh, here we go. Spaniards, they are said to be loud and to love their siestas. But beyond these and many other stereotypes, what are Spaniards really like? So um, this article was done uh, by interviewing a dozen foreigners that were that are living that were living in Spain, and this is what they had to say about Spaniards. Okay, uh, first one: an inferiority complex on certain topics. Okay, um, someone said that he believes Spaniards are sociable people who often express themselves without prejudice on many issues, yet have a hang-up about certain moments of their history, such as the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> The fact that they are so defensive about certain topics like the Inquisition or um, colonization shows that Spaniards have something of an inferiority complex. Um, so, um, well, I mean, what should I, how far am I going to get into this? Um, he also says, sometimes I feel that they are obsessed with the notion that other countries are always talking about how bad the Spanish Empire was. And that's not the case. Yet they have no problems with other subjects like corruption. Spaniards assimilate political corruption as something that is not important enough to stop voting for the leaders who swindled the nation. This is a very Spanish thing. You don't see it elsewhere. Okay. Uh, I, mean, I don't know how far I'm going to get into that. Politics, man. And like, if I even get into... Okay, so what people think of Spain, they think of Barcelona. Hell no, you are wrong, number one. Um, well, I've been to Barcelona two times, and I can tell you that Barcelona is a completely different world. They have another language. They speak Catalan. They don't... Mm, yeah, some of them speak Spanish, yes, but true, true, true. Spanish is not in Barcelona, okay? It's not in Catalonia. It's not in that region. So, uh, if you want true Spanish culture, come to Madrid, my opinion. It's awesome. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm biased, okay? Okay, here's another one. Uh, Spanish are great hosts. 
Um, at a party with Spaniards where you hardly know a soul, it is easy to meet someone, exchange phone numbers, and decide to meet again for beers. Spaniards are very informal, and I like that quite a lot. This guy says from Scotland. Another major difference I've found between Spanish and British people is that the former speak very freely about race. It is Britain that is frowned upon and considered racist. The thing is, Spaniards speak more openly about things that a Brit might be thinking, but would never dare to say out loud. Um, true. Um, you know, there, I have to say, there are a, there's a lot of racism in Spain and I've seen it and I've actually encountered um, someone who I thought was my friend and came across very racist and still does and uh, I want nothing to do with it. Um, this is a thing in Spain. So they have a different accent, okay? So they speak uh, the C's, okay, for example. Uh, okay, I'll use the word song, okay? Song. Song in Spanish, in Latin American Spanish, would be pronounced cancion, okay? In Spain, it would be pronounced cancion, 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 okay, with a th. So yeah, everyone laughs at me for my lisp, but I'm like, uh, I don't, this is, this is, I, I developed this accent and my friends um, are from Madrid and this is how I talk. Uh, I'm not gonna change it and I really, I can't. So here's the thing is that, and I wouldn't say my friends do this, but they are very, 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 very proud of their accent, Castellano. Uh, it's a, and it's this, that's, that's what they speak, right? Um, they are very proud of their accent and they will put down people from Latin America. People from Latin America who are working in Spain are 100% put down and I've, I've seen it with my own eyes, but okay, Latin Americans will, uh, okay, Spaniards, Spaniards will talk shit on Latin Americans about their accent. Like, oh, our accent's so much better. We speak so much more beautiful and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Latin Americans are also racist because they're here and they're like, oh, their accent's so ugly. I literally have people, like, people that I know from Mexico, or no, not from, sorry, from California, but who have family from Mexico and who speak with that accent. Like, oh, ew, your accent's so ugly. Rachel, why do you talk like that? And I'm like, oof, like, F off, like, this is how I talk, you know? So that's another interesting interesting thing. So Spanish here is different. Um, that has to be known. Has to be known. Um, also, Spaniards are... Don't always look like what you would imagine them to look like. You can have a Spaniard that's got completely pale skin, which, not pale, like white. Like most of my friends have white skin. White skin... There are Spaniards who have blonde hair, blue eyes, like, and you typically don't, hmm, you don't always find this in Latin America, but nah, I don't want to say that. I don't, I don't, I hate generalizing, okay? But all different kinds, depending on where they're from, it's north, south, uh, Madrid, like, it just depends. So uh, another thing, loyal to their family uh, is another thing. Um... Here it says, in Spain, people don't live just to work and make money. Ever since I moved... So this guy says, sorry. Um, 
Uh, this guy is from is from uh, Washington. Okay, he's from the states. He says uh, in Spain, uh, people don't just live to work and make money. Ever since I moved to Spain, I've learned to value what's really important: enjoying the company of family and friends. So this is something that I have mentioned before about loyalty, about my friends, about socializing during lunchtime. Uh, like one of the most important meals here. <laughs> um, uh, it's very very important. In my friends, it's common. I swear, one one of my best friends every Sunday, she has lunch with her with her dad, uh, or you know, um, I know people people who every Sunday they have lunch with their grandparents. In the states, we don't do that shit. We take that shit for granted and think about it. Like, it's it's kind of fucked. Like, even I, you know, I did it. Like, her grandparents, you know, are getting freaking old right and we're just like we take advantage of it we're like eh you know like I'll see them for Christmas no here that's not the case it's not like oh I haven't seen my grandparents in one month like that shit doesn't happen here that shit doesn't fly here here they're like uh it's Sunday I'm gonna go see my grandparents maybe not every Sunday but like it's normal here and I definitely when I went back to the states and I saw my family and now, I appreciate them so much more. I freaking love my family more than I ever have. Like, <laughs> more than I ever have. I never fucking love my family. No, I mean, like, sorry. I appreciate them more than, than I used to. And I see the value and the, import, the importance of family now. And um, so, yeah, family is, family is a huge one. Um, in the U.S., it's like people think it's crazy here that I don't live, that I live thousands, over 5,000 miles away from my family. I'm like, oh yeah, it's like normal, you know? Because in the States, it's like normal for us to move super far away. And here it's like, no, they don't, they, they don't want to leave their family. Like they, they can't live without them. Family is everything. Um, so that's something that's really beautiful. Um, uh, even this guy says in the U.S., it is not so common for, for entire families to come together for things, for things like birthdays. In Spain, I've discovered very strong family ties. The concept of family is very deeply rooted here, and I find that great. Family members typically support one another without question, just out of the mere fact of being a member of the clan, whether it's a cousin twice removed or a nephew. <laughs> cousin twice removed. It's fucking true. Yeah, okay, just what I've said. Uh, not, okay, here's the next one. Not very good dancers. <laughs> um... So here this guy says, uh, Spanish people are quick to hug and kiss you. They are quick, quickly on familiar terms with you. I was surprised to see that when I moved here and made, and it made me feel like I was at home. Um, okay. So wait, this guy continues. Spanish, Spanish men are very shy about dancing. When you go to a club, you see that none of them are dancing. Oh. <laughs> this is so true. I can't tell you how many stairs, like, I've been in a club, okay, in the States, when we're, when we're at the club, we're, like, fucking getting down, right? We're, like, we do not care who's watching, all right? The guys are dancing, you know, the girls are dancing on the guys, whatever. Here, no. Like, guys will be in a club, like, Spanish guys, just in their group, like, having their drinks, like, just, like, kind of just bobbing their heads to the music a little bit. No, they don't, literally don't dance. And probably, so I, I have, 
I could think of one of my male friends who loves to dance. Um, and, uh, he, he loves dancing, right? But this isn't, this isn't normal. Like it's not, it's not typical for men to be dancing in the club in Spain. My, my Spanish girlfriends, yeah, we dance. Um, so <laughs> it says in Spain, if a man approach, if a woman approaches a man while she is dancing as though to ask him to dance with her, it makes him feel uncomfortable. Um, so yeah, it's not a natural thing here. Uh, okay. What, what else? What else? Oh, <laughs> here's my favorite one. Obsessed with their bad English. Okay. Um, so there's a woman from Argentina in this article who's talking about uh, when she worked in Madrid uh, for three years before moving back uh, to her country. She says while she was here, she noticed that Spaniards have very low self-esteem when it comes to speaking a foreign language. <laughs> I'm laughing because I think of my friends talking in Spanish and it freaking kills me. I was really shocked to see that among Spaniards, it is frown, 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 frowned upon to pronounce English properly. Several Spanish friends have confessed this to me. I've been told that when a Spanish makes the effort to pronounce an English word properly, the others make fun of him or her for it. The tremendous complex means that Spaniards make an effort not to speak a language properly out of fear or, or of, out of fear of being judged. <laughs> so, um, I have a friend, <laughs> he, I don't know if he's going to listen to this or if he's going to try it, um, but whatever, I'm going to say his name. His name is Guillermo. His English is just brutal and he'll be like, one day when he comes to my house, I'll be like, okay, say something in, in English, Guillermo. And, uh, whatever. We all have fun. Like y'all laugh about it. Um, and, uh, there was this one day, like I have this, uh, this board in my house with chalk that you can write on. <laughs> I was like, okay, give us, a, give us an English, Guillermo, give us an English lesson. And he was like, okay. And today, um, hello, um, you are going to, um, uh, <laughs> everything is like, um, <laughs> like, literally just, okay, and there's also a reason for the low level of English, so Spain used to have a dictator, Franco, Franco, and, um, they could only speak in Spanish, so, so basically Spain is, um, the reason that there are a lot of people teaching English here, native speakers, is because um, Spain in particular is behind the rest of Europe and their English speaking abilities. Um, because basically language learning was banned from their dictator. Everything was Viva España, long live Spain. Um, so yeah, anyways, I'm like just laughing because I'm thinking about my friends and <laughs> how ridiculous. Um, okay. Uh, next one, um, I don't even know where to start. Oh, 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 dating, dating. Okay, uh, first dates and second dates, and third and fourth in the States. Normally, the male, uh, the, just normally, I think in general, the male pays. Um, please send me a message and correct me if I'm wrong. But like, because I, I don't know, I haven't been living in the States for a while. Um so, like, an example with my, with, uh, in the past, you know, um, not until I was really, like, dating in a serious relationship with someone 
would we then begin to split things, okay? So uh, I had a couple dates here where I, by the second date, the guy was pissed because he was like, um, <laughs> uh, he literally got pissed at me. He was like, you're so American, I'm paying for everything, and I was like, oh, fuck, like, I didn't know that that was, like, a big deal. Okay, now, like, I know, like, split, everything's split, which, you know what, I fucking agree with. Why are men, oh, no, I don't want to get into this topic, whatever, I'm going to do it. Why are men expected to pay for everything, okay? Uh, if the man is working and the woman is working, granted, maybe someone, one or the other, is making more money. But why is, so, like, who decided in society, like, yep, man, the man, he's got to pay for it all. Okay, you guys, it's 2019. Uh, let's start fucking moving forward and progressing. It, you know, times have changed, okay? Um, so actually, I love this now. And I love that um, I feel equal uh, with the person that I am dating. So, yeah, everything's split here. Uh, as far as, well, first date, normally the man buys the check. Second date, you generally split. Um, so, yeah. Um, okay, bad manners. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, cons. Cons to living here. Uh, people walking in the street. Um, this is something that is so American about me. I walk fast. When I want to get from point A to point B, I, I want to I get to where the fuck I'm going. Get out of my way. I need to go to the store. Okay, they walk so damn slow. Spaniards walk so slow, okay? I Sometimes I just can't handle it. Okay, that's one thing. Bad manners, another thing. Um, so uh, this girl says, um, uh, when I first arrived uh, there to, uh, to, to Spain, I was shocked to see that Spaniards are not in the habit, habit of saying thank you or please. At least not as much as we do in Italy. This girl's from Italy, sorry. Um, she says, after living in Madrid for 10 years, I turned into a mad madrileña myself, which is a, a woman that's from Madrid. Without realizing, I stopped saying please. And when I was with my family, they would scold me for it. On the other hand, Spaniards are a lot of fun. Uh, okay, so everything is just laid back here. And sometimes I catch myself getting irritated. Like if I open the door for someone, like, why aren't they saying thank you or whatever? But then like, I'm like, oh wait, like no one hears it. It's just not... It's not necessary, okay? And and they're not doing it to be assholes. That's just the part of a part of the culture. And you either accept it or you don't accept it, okay? Like yeah, I, I've accepted it. And if you are can if you have a personality or you know where you can easily adapt um to just to, to, to things, to changes, living in other countries fine. Meet Spain, love it, okay? So yeah, but the manners are are pretty brutal. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, sometimes it does come, it, it can come across as rude, but uh, you just get over it at the end of the day. Um, this is another one I love. Uh, good at laughing at themselves. Oh yeah, Spanish people know how to laugh at themselves. Um, so uh, this girl says um, she's a German school teacher who lives in Madrid. I'm amazed at their ability to joke around, even in the most critical situations. Deaths, sickness, theft, fights. Nothing is untouchable when it comes to the humor and laughing about unfortunate events. It's a great life lesson. Um, they do. They laugh. They laugh. Um, and I myself have just stopped fucking taking life so 
seriously, man. Like when I lived in the States, I feel like I took everything so seriously and I've had to learn to just kind of let go. Like, Rachel, chill out. It's not that big of a deal. I laugh at myself now when things happen, like I have a bad day or I don't know. I'm just like, eh, it's fine. Like, I just don't really give a shit anymore. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's great. I'm, I'm so much happier. Um, uh, so, uh, another one says afraid of change. That's a big one. Um, uh, you know, just say about moving or so used to being close to their family. Uh, yeah, I think I've just about covered all that I've wanted to say about living here. And, um, to sum it up, uh, I, uh, I would say I've changed quite a bit and, uh, the way I think, and you know, what's funny is if, well, I need to stop doing this, but sometimes like in my story, just cause I'm like dumb or whatever, I'll post like my wine or something. It is totally normal to have wine with your dinner, whatever, every night if you want. This does not mean I'm getting drunk. People are like, what are you, Rachel, what are you doing over there? Just getting fucked up all the time. No, I, it's normal. It's normal for me to have a glass of wine or two glasses of wine with my dinner. And I'm going to not go to bed drunk and I'm going to go to bed happy. And I'm going to wake up happy and I'm going to go to work. Um, well, excluding Sunday fun days. I don't wake up on Monday happy. Uh, but Sunday fun days, uh, it's not, it's, just, it's more of a summer thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, these things are normal. Uh, you know, the consumption of alcohol, uh, the, the staying up late, um, the socializing, uh, the sleeping, uh, <laughs> just, uh, the, as someone who is organized, oh, oh, I forgot the one about, too, about being late. Um, to be honest, my friends are late a lot. Uh, I'm sorry. If any of you are listening, I'm sorry. This, you know, you guys are fucking late. Like, showing up late to everything. This is a Latin American thing, too, I think. Um, it's just because it's like, everything is go with the flow and just wing it. Okay. Um, on Sundays, uh, near my house, there's a street and I, I kid you not, they shut down the whole street and there are freaking jolly jumps in the freaking road and freaking strollers thrown and the kids are running around. People are singing, dancing in the street. I swear to God, this is normal. Like, and I love it. I would not trade my life for anything. Like I'm the happiest I've ever been. Um, so I hope that you guys got a good laugh from this. It kind of turned out to be a bit longer than I thought. Um, uh, the next episode, uh, I will have a guest. I, I'm not sure who it's going to be, but I will have a guest the next episode. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. I hope everyone got a good laugh out of this and have a beautiful, amazing week. You guys are all beautiful, amazing humans. Love you all. Un beso a todos. Bye.